What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Trigger. This is Trigger, episode number 207. We're here on Tuesday, August 11th. And before we jump into the show today, we have a very important message from the Trump campaign, who we've partnered with. Obviously, you know we here at Triggered are in full support of the president's re-election, and we'll be working very hard for it over the next 84 days. Down to 84 days now, lots of, lots of things happening. And the Trump campaign has a special offer just for you. President Trump really wants to give you a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat. He wants to make sure the lucky winner is one of his top supporters. So be sure to enter soon because this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. This offer is only going to a select group of supporters and you are one of them. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to win a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat and own a piece of history. Again, that's TRIGGERED. T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D to 88022 to enter to win this contest and join President Trump in the fight to keep America great for four more years. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. We're now joined here on Triggered by a special guest. He is the GOP Senior Communications Advisor for Black Media Affairs, and he's on the board of Black Voices for Trump, Paris Denard. Thanks so much for joining us, Paris. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be with you all. Great. So uh, we're recording this at about 1 p.m., and it could be that the VP pick will be announced before this is published in a few hours. Obviously, the big thing everyone is waiting for is Sleepy Joe's VP. Uh, the entire conversation has centered around how it needs to be a woman and then on top of that, a woman of color. What are your thoughts on how this whole thing has evolved, and who's your bet for the pick right now? Well, I will tell you that it'll be interesting to see uh, if Joe Biden's VP nominee joins him in the basement because he's been running a quarantine basement operation thus far. Uh, the other point uh, that I think we should clarify is that Joe Biden said that he was going to nominate a woman to join him. And then there was a clarion call that went out from the, the left saying that it needed to be a black woman mm -hmm. after he said he was going to put a, a black woman on the Supreme Court. What this is about is Joe Biden understanding and the black community on the left understanding that Joe Biden is in deep trouble when it comes to the black vote. He's doing he's doing poorly in terms of comparatively between what Hillary Clinton did when she ran against President Trump. He's underperforming from, from a turnout perspective from where she was compared to where President Obama was. And so if he's doing worse than Hillary Clinton did and she lost, they know that the writing's on the wall. But Joe Biden is not going to do well, ultimately, if he doesn't increase the enthusiasm from uh, the black uh, left that it's going to turn out to vote for him. So one ration, red thing that they're trying to do is put a black woman on the ticket thinking, thinking that that's going to help black turnout. But I will tell you this, my friend, it doesn't matter who Joe Biden puts on the ticket, whether it's a black woman, a Hispanic woman or a white woman. That VP nominee is going to be wedded to Joe Biden's 40 plus year history as being a bigot. They're going to be wedded to Joe Biden's history of passing and pushing policies that have led to the, the, the destruction of the black family, the black generational wealth and black communities across this country. They're going to be wedded to his 94 crime bill. They're going to be wedded to him in, pushing for China to enter the WTO, which led to thousands of manufacturing jobs to, to, to go away from black communities across this nation. And so when I look at the nominee, it shows the weakness of the top of the ticket and his pandering to the black community to try to 
overshadow his years of bigotry and his years of not really caring about doing anything to help and empower the black community like President Trump has done these past four years. Yeah, I, could, I mean, I couldn't have said it better. And I think, uh, you know, my bet is Susan Rice. And I mean, could they give us more of a gift to have one of the masterminds of the campaign spying in Russiagate on the opposing ticket? Do you think that that's really going to energize the GOP base? It's certainly it's certainly going to further energize the GOP base that's already energized and enthusiastic about this election and particularly about Donald Trump and his policies. When you if you put on a Susan Rice who was a part of the uh, corruption that was part of the Obama-Biden regime that led to spying on Donald Trump's campaign that was responsible for the debacle, which was Benghazi, with uh, leading a a lie on national television, say that it spontaneously happened because of a YouTube video, which was wildly debunked and and at that moment knew not to be true. Uh, Susan Rice, uh, with the unmasking situation, she is going to be not helpful to the ticket, especially when it comes to foreign policy. You take his foreign policy blunders and disasters mixed with her foreign policy uh, being on the wrong track, and you have a combination of something that is not going to be where the nation wants to be or needs to be globally. Yeah, talk about a total disaster. Yeah, hi, Paris. It's uh, Matt Vesper here. Uh, my my hey, bet Matt. it's going to be uh, Kamala Harris. You know, there's been rumblings about that. There's been rumblings about within the Biden's inner circle that uh, he has – there's a significant contingent that doesn't want him to pick uh, Kamala Harris. Do you think that given the rioting in the cities that a, a play for a law and order candidate like, like her, given her past as a law enforcement official, you know, playing to the suburbs is, is going to um, – you know, help him or further depress uh, black voter turnout, given Biden's past with the 94 omnibus crime bill? Yeah, I mean, how can you have somebody who was a career prosecutor who who was who was essentially putting people away, black people away in jail and say that she's now going to be the law? And you think the the radical left, the AOCs, the world, the the Black Lives Matter organization, the the trained Marxists that they are, you think the the, the radicals are going to be happy and enthusiastic about Kamala Harris and her record? Absolutely not. I mean, that's going to be problematic for them, especially when you start to unearth some of the things that she did and the people that she put away. Mm -hmm. Watch when you see the young black man come out and say, I was unfairly targeted by the by the prosecutor's office. I was put away for harsh sentencing. That's coming. And and, and how is she going to stand there and, and answer questions about Tara Reid? I mean, it's just just, no, I don't think that that is going to play well because the radical left who was ruling, really running uh, this campaign for Joe Biden, the AOCs, the Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, they don't want to have somebody that's soft on the radicalization of 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 the liberal left. They want somebody that's going to be radical right along with them. So the idea that, you know, is she going to come out and say she doesn't support defunding the police? She's going to come out and say she's, she stands on the side of, of the Seattle uh, police chief, uh, that, uh, Sheriff Best, that just, the chief Best that just resigned? No, she's not going to do that. So it, it, it's really not helpful to them. No matter, and the problem is, it's not the VPs. The problem is Joe Biden. Yep. The problem yeah. is the radical left who has, he has turned over his leadership and his policies over to. That's the problem. Yeah, and we've seen in in Democrat-run cities all over the country unrest that's been left unrestricted by the politicians in those places like Chicago, Portland, Seattle, New York City. Uh, What are your thoughts on all of that? Look, I I think that is a a, a 
the question that the black community and, and communities across the country, because it's not just the black community anymore, when you see that these, these, these uh, crazy rioters are now going into luxury uh, stores and talking about Black Lives Matter, this is reparations, I can't breathe, as they bust through Gucci stores and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They, you know, they're going everywhere because it's the lawlessness. And I will tell you this, if you are a, a citizen right now and you're looking at the current state of affairs under Democrat control, the question you have to be asking yourself is, is this about justice? Is this about peace and prosperity? Is this helping me and my family uh, 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 get through the coronavirus? Is this helping bring justice uh, and accountability to the death and the murder of George Floyd? The answer to all those things is no. And then the question I think citizens are going to say is, well, what are these Democrats doing to help? Mm -hmm. What are they doing to actually empower and uplift my community? What are they actually, what have they done for these past few months? We can look at the past, you know, generationally, through the decades, but we can talk about what, what's happening right now. And right now, cities are still on fire. People are still losing their lives and businesses are still burning and being looted and destroyed because of the, the, the feckless leadership of these Democrats. And, the, and citizens are gonna have enough of it come November. Yeah, and the, and the media's refusal to call these riots for what they are, uh, you know, we've seen it happen after the riots in Ferguson and Baltimore. But how, in your opinion, are these riots and looting going to harm black communities in these cities for a long time to come? Well, when you when you have people talking about defunding the police and no matter how you try to flip it and change it and, 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 and argue over semantics, it's taken away resources from people who are supposed to protect and serve. And there are good people that are on the police force, a good black, white, Hispanic men and women serving in the police force that are trying to protect and keep communities safe. There's a reasonable expectation that when young kids walk outside that they're not going to get shot in the face (laughs) or when they're laying in their bed and they're four years old, like Young Legend, which is the the, the name behind Operation Legend that President Trump has put forth, that they're not going to get bullets, not going to fly in and and have them murdered. There's a reasonable expectation for safety, but that's not what we're seeing in, in, in these Democrat run cities. And so I think that it's really going to have a uh, uh, the, the reverse impact of what the uh, Democrats think is going to happen. Because when you defund the police and when these uh, cities, these black cities, urban cities are allowed to continue to be destroyed, black businesses are continuing to be burned down and hurt. Uh, that's not going to help enthousi- make people enthusiastic about voting for the Democrat at the top of the ticket for president, all down the line for other local uh, offices as well. It's not helping because it shows that you're not really caring about the community. You're just talking and, and putting platitudes and pandering. But when it gets down to brass tacks, what are you doing to keep my family safe? What are you doing to help me get my son or my, and my, da- or my daughter back in school? What are you doing to help me get my job? Exactly. And, and, and you mentioned it before, Paris, you know, uh, the Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best, you know, she, she resigned today after the... I think the, pretty much the all-white city council, the woke white liberals over there in Seattle, right. basically chased her out of a job. So, I mean, I mean, it's just it, like you said about platitudes and whatnot. You know, the and, def- refused yeah. to, and refused to help her when the mob came after her home. Yeah, mm-hmm. angry Absolutely, protesters. Yeah. I mean, this is this is this is what the this is what white liberals and limousine liberals forget. They were there are you know. Well, my girlfriend's a real estate agent here in Virginia, and, and Sharina was we were driving through. We saw these signs in these you know affluent neighborhoods saying you know woke and. and Black Lives Matter. Mm. Those signs will be there until until they start marching in your neighborhood. 
They yep. start burning down your cities. Yeah. And so that's what happened. And so and, and so the, 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 the sheriff, I mean, the police chief saw them coming on her neighborhood. And, she, and that, that changes things. And then until the city council people have those those rioters or quote-unquote peaceful protesters coming in their neighborhoods and, and, and destroying their property, then we'll see how woke they are and how tolerant of this of these protesters, these peaceful protesters they are. Joe Biden can say that because Delaware, his his compound, <laughs> his basement hasn't been you know burnt to the ground. Let them come there. Watch his watch his attitude change. It'll change quick. Oh, big league, big league. Yeah. Um, so, you know, President Trump has delivered time and time again for the country and, and more mm -hmm. specifically the black community when it comes to opportunity zones, unemployment and all that. Uh, you know, the Democrats take the black vote completely for granted and think of it, you know, as something they own, which is just totally despicable. Do you think there's a good chance that the president is able to improve upon his share of the black vote in 2020? No doubt. Look, President Trump ran in 2016 on the on on, uh, on the on the notion of what do you have to lose? And and the black community really didn't have anything to go on outside the fact that he was a successful businessman, but they could not look at his record as a politician. He had none. They couldn't go his record for policy, didn't have any. On, on just a promise, they gave we gave him 8% of the vote. Now, fast forward four years to 2020, we have promises made to the community and promises kept. And even some things that he didn't even promise he came through on, which is criminal justice reform and the First Step Act. And so he, you now can turn to a record of, 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 of empowering the black community on a whole host of measures, supporting HBCUs, school choice, criminal justice reform, the things that he's done in terms of health, the health disparities, COVID-19 uh, resources and, and, and things that he's done in terms of PPE equipment and things of, to really help the community and the economy. You know, even during COVID-19, we've seen consecutive months of unemployment in the black community go down. These are positive things that the president has done. And so I believe that that silent majority is real. And I also believe that the black community is going to come out and say, we've seen what he's done. We've seen the Democrats have not done and are not doing. And we're going to vote for President Trump uh, uh, for the first time or for the second time. And so I do believe his, his vote share will go up. Yeah, and, and so we see these polls that come out. You know, obviously polls are a big debate right now. Besides Rasmussen, uh, it seems like the other polls, at least in my opinion, are deliberately suppressing not only the overall support for President Trump, but more specifically black and even Hispanic support. Do you think that that's what's happening? Well, sure. I mean, this is this is when they when they when they ask likely voters instead of registered voters when they um, are not going to uh, looking at the facts. You know, especially black men who gave President Trump double-digit numbers in terms of the CNN exit polling last mm -hmm. time. But but what we do know about polls, uh, especially when it comes to this election, people are not going to, be, especially the black community, are not going to be widely free and, and, and feel safe in, in saying that they're voting for President Trump because look what happens. Cancel culture kicks in, the mob yep. comes after you on social media. So I think that there is not going to be fully accurate. Even Rasmussen, I don't think it's fully accurate because there are going to be more there are more people out there who are willing to support this president, but they're just not willing to say it. And that's what happened in 2016. They they were saying President Trump will get zero percent of the black vote. I was there on the on the on the shows and read the articles when they said that's happening, and he got eight percent better than Senator McCain and Romney. And so what's going to happen is even with those people, you know, thirty some odd percent of Rasmussen saying yes, they're voting for him, I still believe there are more out there who are saying privately, I'm going to vote for him. I'm just not willing to lose my my family. 
I'm not willing to lose my my job, lose and, and if you're if you've listened to Joe Biden and the liberal left, lose my connectivity to the, to the black community because he says you're you're not even black. And yeah, so I think yeah. there's a lot of people who are afraid of the council culture, afraid of what the media will do to them and say, I'm not going to discuss who I'm voting for, but I know what's happening in my community. And I'm going to vote for President Trump in private. Exactly. All that matters is what happens when you go into that voting booth. And lastly here, I just wanted to get your take. You know, President Trump took the bold step over the weekend to, you know, essentially say, I'm not waiting for Congress. They're too gridlocked, you know, typical Democrat playbook there. Do you think that those executive orders are really going to resonate with hardworking Americans, that he's actually stepping up to get something done for them? It's not going to really resonate until the Democrats come out and what they always do, an overreach and try to demonize it and put it through the courts. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they're going to say, okay, then if you have a problem with what the president did, what's your solution? Right. You know, if you if you don't want him doing this, why didn't you act? Why didn't you negotiate? Why didn't you make a deal? You know, so, so now you're going to take him to courts to prevent my taxes from going up. You're going to take him to court to prevent me from getting, you know, extra money on my uh, unemployment. You're going to take me to court because you, I mean, it, it, so it, it puts them in a very bad situation from the Democrat standpoint because you're, you're coming against a president who is acting and responding because if he had not done so, the, the, then there would have been no action and I would have hurt the communities all across the country. The president stepped up because and utilized his executive authority because the Congress refused to work with him and his negotiators to get a deal. Deals are about compromise. You don't get all what you want and you have to make a deal. And, and the Democrats, I believe, led by Speaker Pelosi, did not want to make a deal because it was close to the election and any deal would, would, would seem as if it's a win for the president. But they forget a win for the president is really a win for the American people. But they're so short-minded, and short-sighted and narrow-focused in their quest for power that they don't care. So at the detriment of the livelihoods of of Americans across the country, especially those that are in most vulnerable communities, they would choose to force a deal and then complain about it in the end. So I think it's gonna backfire on them. I think the American people will see that the president uh, stepped up and led because that's what leaders do. Yeah, and you know, a lot of political commentators always say, you know, this is the most important election of all time. I think this election uniquely may fit that bill. Uh, you know, what does this election mean to you and, you know, what you think that the radical left will do, you know, God forbid they gain power? Well, look, I, I know the title of this podcast. I think it's, it's triggered. Yep. <laughs> and, and President Trump has triggered the left, the media, the mainstream media like never before. This election has triggered them because they realize the president is effective. They realize his policies are working. They realize that despite every effort uh, to try to undermine the voters, undermine the Constitution, undermine the president's legitimacy as our duly elected commander in chief, nothing has worked. And they can't even, even in the face of COVID-19 and the resistance that they have come to uh, across the country with Democrats not willing to open up the economy and get students back in schools and all the like, Still, the economy is strong because of President Trump. Because And so this, all these things continue to trigger them in a negative way. This election is literally about the heart and soul, the future of America as we know it. Uh, what we're seeing is a precursor to the Marxism, the communism, the socialism that wants to be placed in through the policies that the Democrats, the radical Democrats are proposing. It will be a total transformation, total takeover for the, for, for, for not for the good, not for the least of these, not for capitalism, not for American exceptionalism, but for big government, 
big high, higher taxes and an America that we have never seen before and don't want to live in is that serious. And we need President Trump in office. I don't care if you don't like his tweets. I don't care if you don't like him as a person. Uh, that's not what this is about. This is about President Trump's leadership and the actions and what he's doing to help the nation. And undoubtedly, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat, President Trump, his record speaks for itself. Any Democrat, any Republican, establishment or not, would love to have his record of results in just under four years because they're working, because he's putting the people first and he's not beholden to a special interest. This election is that important and the Republicans have to turn out. Free-thinking, independent-minded people that don't care about party titles and labels need to come out and speak and vote their conscience, vote what is best for their bottom line, best for their communities, best for the nation. And it's not Joe Biden and it's not whomever he decides to put on as his VP. It's Donald Trump and, and, and Vice President Mike Pence. Exactly. Well, keep fighting the good fight out there, Paris. We'll be right there with you. And thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks, guys. And as you just heard from Paris, it's more vital than ever that we reelect President Trump. And the Trump campaign has a special offer just for you. President Trump really wants to give you a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat. He wants to make sure the lucky winner is one of his top supporters. So be sure to enter soon because this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. This offer is only going to a select group of supporters and you're one of them. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to win a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat and own a piece of history. Again, that's TRIGGERED, T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D, to 88022 to enter to win this contest and join President Trump in the fight to keep America great for four more years. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. All right, so let's jump into the rest of the show today. Obviously, the president put out uh, the four executive orders on mm-hmm. Saturday uh, from his golf club in New Jersey, which was an awesome atmosphere, yeah, by was, the way. It was. The fact that he yes. had a crowd there and then the press complained about the yep. crowd, it was just great. Yep. It's a piece but, of protest. <laughs> yeah, that was the best line. <laughs> um, but under the four orders, we have unemployment benefits now extended at $400 per week. We have a payroll tax cut that will go into effect on September 1, apparently. I thought it was August 1, but I think it's September 1 now. For those making $100,000 or less, and Trump has vowed to make this permanent if he's reelected. All right. We'll, we'll talk about the attacks that are coming on that in a second. Yeah. Um, student loan payments for federal student loans are suspended through the end of the year, and interest rates will remain at 0%. And the moratorium on evictions has also been extended, protecting renters from being evicted during the pandemic. One thing that they're going at him on is the payroll tax cut. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to turn that into yeah, he's cutting Social Security. Yeah. Which is not the case. Well, and also Obama had a payroll tax cut. Right. I think I think the, people forget that the Obama administration had a payroll tax cut. The the money from Social Security, yeah. it, it's not just the payroll tax, right? Because yeah. if it was, the program would be solvent, yeah. and it's not. We know yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah. There needs to be reforms there. Yeah. But the idea that Trump is just going to get reelected and then well, you never remove know. Hey, Social listen, Security. You know, uh, King Murphy and Andrew Cuomo did a good job of uh, lessening the burden by killing all those old people. So. Oh, that's true. So, they did know, kill a lot I mean, of old people. They, they, they've done their part. But yeah, it's not it's not that at all. No, no. It, yeah, it's, no, it's ridiculous. It's a totally absurd attack. I mean, they're grasping at straws at this yeah. point because I think for the first time in in about two months, the president is charging. Yeah, the president is, I think, winning, and 
they're panicking a little bit yeah. because they thought that, I mean, you know, if they listen to the prognosticators of, oh, Biden has a 93% chance yeah, to win, yeah. they thought they were good, right? They thought yeah. they could coast, he could hide in the basement, he yeah. would have his VP pick and yep. be done. Yep. Then they would have maybe one debate and this would all be over, right? Yep, there's three debates. Not going to happen. I, yeah. Well, I don't know if there's going to be three debates. Yeah. We'll but see. That's still to be determined. They've agreed to three. They just did. Saying, they did. Just saying. But if there's one thing the Democrats are good at, well, it's agreeing to something and then backing yeah, back out. Deals, just like all the coronavirus yeah, negotiations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's bullshit. That's basically what, what uh, Trump said. He's like, I'm done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm done. And I'm not going to be blackmailed right. pretty much. This was this what what they were asking was blackmail. It was a two trillion dollar blackmail bill. And yeah, well, uh, he's they, like he's like, you know, basically he said you yeah. <laughs> to the Democrats. They wanted to bail out all the cities and states that have been run terribly for yeah. decades financially. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the pandemic. No. So they're not gonna no. you know, we're not gonna go with that. No. And the only way now that they can stop these executive orders is through a lawsuit. Yeah. And they would be suing to stop hurting Americans from getting the money that they need yeah. during this time, we're going to sue to stop unemployment from being extended. Oh yeah, I mean that's what that I mean that's that's what this is. So I mean it's it's just uh, and, and apparently Steve Mnuchin said that they cleared everything with the Office of Legal Counsel. It should hold up in court. Yep. And if the, and Mnuchin said if the Democrats want to challenge us in court and hold up unemployment benefits to those hardworking Americans that are out of a job because of the I, I call it the Chinese virus, he yeah. called it COVID. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have a lot of explaining to do. Yeah. And I think. You know, obviously it would have been preferable to have a deal. Not a yeah. big uh, ruling by executive order fiat kind of guy. However, if there's one time for it to be appropriate, mm -hmm. it's this. Yeah. Because this is a true national emergency. They needed to get money out, and the Democrats are just sitting there bojangling. Yeah. Not doing anything. Bojangling. <laughs> and so the president took initiative, took matters into his own hands, and, yeah. and did what needed to be done. Yeah. And I think that it was a very politically savvy move because now the Democrats are on their heels. I mean, yeah. you even have Chris Wallace, who's clearly a liberal, yeah. confronting Nancy Pelosi to her face saying, you know, for being such a great deal negotiator, do you, do you not yeah. think that you screwed this one up? Yeah. I was shocked he said that. Did she have a meltdown? Uh, she came close, but that's you could see it see, in her eyes. That's interesting. Because that, I would think, would cause a full-blown meltdown. Judy Woodruff, her interview with PBS NewsHour, she had a – she totally flustered with yeah. that one. Yep. She, and, she, and she was not nearly as aggressive as Chris Wallace is in interviewing. Yep. But did you see the Washington Post reporter? Um, <laughs> she tweeted, <laughs> like, it was a what if Obama did this with regarding executive orders after these no, four signs. Yeah, she's like, what if Obama did this? And then everyone was like, um, DACA. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. And she had to delete it. <laughs> and, and not oh, only she DACA. Got, she got well, dragged, among other things. They say that, you know, well, DACA wasn't having to do with money or tax laws. And I'm like, well, it kind of did. But yeah. also, let's not forget, when the ACA was first going into effect, yeah. the tax, the individual mandate tax, yeah. was deferred by President Obama. Yeah. Literally the same thing that's being done here yeah. with the payroll tax, and Nancy was totally fine with it. Yep. Not to mention, he took unappropriated money and gave the insurance companies subsidies. Yeah, you don't a, remember that, it's right? It's a bailout, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he bailed out the insurance companies. Yeah, I remember so that. let's not forget here yeah. that, you know, I love how they love to pretend as if history started If on Trump had did that, impeachment oh, yeah. 3.0. I just love how they always pretend— like history started oh, on January twenty eighth of twenty seventeen when Trump took office. The last eight that years there wasn't, didn't happen. Right. I know. 
The Obama years never happened. Yeah. He didn't set all these precedents. Yeah. He wasn't the most divisive president ever. Yeah, you know, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, the whole stuff. thing. Why is Russia so aggressive? Well, maybe it's because Obama allowed them to annex Crimea and didn't do shit about it. Right. So, among other things. So other things. they bring up, oh, well, President Trump's just a stooge for Putin. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah? Have they annexed half of a country under yeah. his watch? Yeah. I don't oh, fucking think so. Oh, and shot down an airliner. Yeah. Didn't the Russians shoot down an airliner? Yeah. In Ukraine? Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that. I yeah. think it was MH370, right? Yeah. Or was it yeah. one of those? Yeah. Blasted out of the sky. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, you know, it, the, the whole Russia argument is just bullshit. And they're just going back to yeah, the same well. I think people are getting tired of it, too. Oh, clearly. Very I mean, clearly. No, no one believes this shit anymore. It's getting out of control. So yesterday, while the president was giving his coronavirus briefing, yep. uh, he had to be rushed out of the room yep. by Secret Service because there was a shooting right outside of the White House. And it was very interesting because mm -hmm. he left for like five minutes and then came back. And yep. all the reporters wanted to do was try to rattle him. Yeah. Right? Yep. And no one was injured. He or well, no one on well, our side was yeah, injured. Yeah, the other yeah, guy's dead. Yeah. The but, good you know. people, no good people, yeah. were injured. And he obviously gave great thanks to the Secret Service for always doing their job and yeah. very quick and effective work. Yeah. Um, but then a reporter asked the president if he was rattled, yeah. and this was, I think, an all-time great Trump moment. Yeah. It really, like, it really was so calm, cool, and collected. Let's listen to that. Are you rattled by this at all, Mr. President? I don't know. Do I seem rattled? It's uh, unfortunate that this is a uh, world, but the world's always been a dangerous place. It's not something that's unique. Uh, the world has been, you look back over the uh, centuries, the world has been a dangerous place, very dangerous place, and uh, it will continue, I guess, for a period of time. Do I look rattled? Do I look rattled? Yeah. I love the part, and then he's like, okay. As I was saying, the yeah. Dow Jones. I'm like, oh, back to business, back to business. Yeah, that was that was really awesome and a little scary though. Yeah, I mean, we 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 we've been in that room. You know that it's not a big room, folks, and it is exposed. I know there's a hill, but there's a lot of windows. It's it's a little. I mean, it's obviously all bulletproof glass, but still, it, it's still not. But to see the president rushed off by Secret Service yeah, is a very rare, yeah, a rare thing. Some jagaloon so. tried to apparently, I think, tried to. Uh, it was a sh they they shot him right. Oh yeah, yeah. they shot him. Yeah, they shot and him. now there's a big uproar of well, was he just unarmed? And I'm like, uh, well, no. you don't go up to a Secret Service agent, yeah. tell them you have a weapon, and then turn around and pretend like you're drawing something and going into a shooting stance yeah. without getting shot. Yep. You know, you're gonna get blown away. I'll take what is how to get shot by a police officer for a thousand hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, are you kidding yeah. me? He, but um, he was unarmed. He was a peaceful protester. Yeah. Well, you know, the left wing immediately tried to turn it into that. This man was shot down on the site of protests oh, recently. I'm like, get the get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Um, obviously, another big story in the news right now is the Veep pick. Which it, Biden forgot to uh, announce, I think. Well, yeah, Biden, you know. <laughs> Seems like he forgot. Biden's still in the process of being told who the DNC chose for him. Um, and, you know, this was supposed to happen weeks ago now. Yeah. And it keeps getting delayed, keeps getting delayed. Uh, it was supposed to be maybe over the weekend, the beginning of this week. Keeps getting delayed. Who knows if it's going to be pushed to tomorrow. I mean, yeah. like, you know, as we, as we talked know. about with Paris, who knows? Yeah. Who um, knows? Anybody's guess. While this is all going on, we have unrest continuing in America's Democrat-run cities. While speaking to Fox News host Mark Levin, the great one, on Sunday, Attorney General Bill Barr opened up about what's behind this civil unrest. 
and what he believes the left is seeking. He likened the Antifa organized riots across the country to a, quote, new form of urban guerrilla warfare. Oh, wow. Because they are hiding among legitimate protesters. Barr also said Mao Zedong used to speak about the guerrilla being like fish swimming in the ocean, the way the guerrilla moves through the people. It hides among the people as a fish in the ocean. They go into the demonstrations, which are First Amendment activities, and then they insinuate themselves to be there to shield themselves. That's where they swim, and what they do is they hijack these demonstrations and provoke violence. What do you think about Attorney General Barr's more, uh, you know, direct approach on trying to crush these what I would call insurrection yeah. at this point. I think uh, what do you think? I think it's right on. I mean, we have to enforce law and order. This has been weeks, folks. We've, we've had weeks of this shit, especially in the most left-wing and, ironically, the, the whitest pockets of the country. These aren't... It's no longer about George Floyd or Black Lives Matter or, or police reform. It's about Marxist revolution. Mm-hmm. And they're attacking federal agents. They're assaulting federal agents. They're assaulting police officers. They're trying to burn down federal buildings. I dare I say it's time to bring back, you know, you know, um, Mayor Daley of Chicago, the late Mayor Daley, when Democrats didn't tolerate this bullshit. In 1968, issued shoot to kill orders to the police. Anyone with a Molotov cocktail or any arsonist would be is was the police were given you know the right to shoot and kill that person. Uh, rioters, I think, uh, looters were given shoot to maim orders. Mm-hmm. That needs to happen again. Now, There's it's no not going to happen. Way. It's not going to happen yeah. with these Democrat leaders now. But I'm just saying, we need to have shoot to kill back in the cities. <laughs> shoot to kill in of the cities. Of course, we can count back. on Matt to go full. Yeah. Pinochet. Oh, it's up to me. If you're kidding me, the 101st Airborne would be all going up and down the West Coast, mopping everything up. Well, Believe it's interesting me. you brought up Chicago because yeah. the other night there, uh, which was Sunday into Monday morning. Yeah. On Sunday, I guess there was a rumor that the police killed an unarmed child. Yeah. Couldn't be further from the truth, no, actually. It was total misinformation. Even Mayor Beetlejuice had to say it was a lie. Total lie. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, the suspect shot at the police, and they yeah. you know they returned fire. Uh, regardless, this misinformation spread and set off what turned out to be uh, close to a riot. Absolute a riot. mayhem. I yeah. mean, just, I mean. The Miracle oh. Mile was, or the Magnificent Mile? I forget which I, one I it forget, is. The, yeah. Whatever up yeah. there. It's, it's by the, the bridges, right? The elite shops. Yeah. The elite yeah. area of the city was yeah. ransacked. <laughs> Tesla and, and all that. Yeah, so uh, they were totally looted out. These stores that were looted yeah. once already back when this first yeah. happened. They just restocked their shelves and reopened, yep. looted again, I, all I, the glass destroyed. I think I saw 13 jewelry stores in that district were completely cleared out. They yep. had to – it was like, you know, folks, I've seen Batman Begins. Uh-huh. They raised the drawbridges. Yeah. They mean they, they, to, to stop the, the – to curb the flow of these of these, of these these looters. It's ab- It was mayhem. And they had one where uh, an armed suspect shot at police and oh they returned fire. I mean it was a total war zone on the streets of Chicago. It was an intensely peaceful – Shootout. Well, yeah, right? according to the as, left. As Julio said. <laughs> according said to Julio's the left. Intense and, and peaceful shots. Peaceful gunshots. Peaceful yeah. gunshots. Yeah. And now, uh, <laughs> while all this is happening, the ACLU... Uh, oh, my God. Don't even get me started on them. Says that DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, should be dismantled and abolished. But why? Okay, so if, if that is... Then all federal law enforcement has to be uh, dismantled and abolished. Well, they say that DHS has been converted into the uh, Trump's secret police... Which is just oh, totally absurd. God. Totally absurd. I mean, come on. To quote Joe Biden, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, are you 
Kidding. Are you a junkie? Yeah, okay. right? <laughs> these people these people clearly are junkies. And they've yeah. they've actually been protesting here in Alexandria against uh Secretary Chad Wolf's home. Yeah, that was that that was wild. It's just unbelievable. That these white liberal cities want to defund the police. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have black and Hispanic leaders in those cities saying, No, no, do yeah. not defund the police. Yeah. What because, are you nuts? We need yeah, the police. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just it's just unbelievable. Like how you know, the slippery slope. How far will they go until they stop? Yeah. You know, they won't stop. Well, they so won't. that's why we have won't to stop, fight. Can't stop. That's why we have to fight fire with napalm, yeah. as I say. Or uh, M1 Abrams tank, you know. In Seattle, last night, the Seattle City Council voted to gut the entire police department and also to gut the first black woman police chief's salary, essentially in half. Mm-hmm. And because of that, she's resigning. And she doesn't want any part, you know, to do with this because... The police department's being shredded. Seattle, yeah. the government is not backing up the police department, and it's just a total mess there. Yeah, it is. I mean, this is this comes, you know, a few weeks after she uh, unveiled an impounded van that was, uh, you know, taken by the police during one of these uh, assaults on uh, the riding, mm-hmm. and there was bombs in there. Yeah. Bombs, all sorts of weapons, and now, you know, okay. There was bombs all over the place. Bombs all over the floor, and now yeah. we're going to get, you know, got to cut the police department by 50%, you know. Such, I, th- I think what <laughs> – it's fun. I mean, it's it's disturbing. The reason, I mean, it didn't go any further was because um, I think one of the council pre- persons didn't think it, the, the bill went far enough what they were Oh, debating. the vote was 7 to 1. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But the one vote against was because it didn't go far enough. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it really was unanimous. I mean, it was almost unanimous, yeah. Pretty much unanimous. I mean, that's the, hey, this is the city council, folks. This this is who these people vote for. Mm-hmm. So these leftist politicians are more than content with letting these cities burn to the ground yeah. and becoming worse than they were forty years ago. Yeah. And here we are sitting here, and and you know I pray for those Americans that are in those cities that don't want this to be happening. Yeah. But I think it's clear that the time has come for you oh, to leave absolutely. for greener and, pastures. And you know what? I, I will say, you know, I mean, it's it, listen, better better late than never. But the New York Times did have a very good piece about those businesses in the chop zone who mm-hmm. had to deal with all this. Shit. First of all, they had to, they had to shell out money to like these private like community security people. It was it like, was blackmail. Yeah, it was pretty much like it was like Mad Max in there, folks. Mm-hmm. They. White these these white leftists who were armed were basically like, are you for the police or are you for us? And then they threat basically threatened to like assault these people. The guy couldn't enter. Uh, one um, gentleman, he I think he was a gay Muslim, I believe, mm-hmm. who owned a coffee shop, was barricaded from entering his own shop because these guys were like sitting there with their guns and stuff. It's just like, and they're all white. It was not not a black person in sight. So. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely insane. Well, now, but you look at every city across this country, every major city, and they're all having problems. Uh, yeah. Notably, Los Angeles has been relatively quiet, which I expected to be worse. Yeah, I did um, too. But. but Seattle and Portland, obviously we know all about, right? Yeah. You have Chicago. We know all about that, yeah. right? But there's riots everywhere else that are happening that mm-hmm. get no press coverage because the liberal media is content on you know covering the whole thing up. Yeah. But not only that. The rising crime rates are happening everywhere. Oh, every, New York City is on the verge of destruction. Oh, yeah. Every single city, especially New York City yeah. with the crime, is in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. You have Philadelphia, which is a total disaster. My friends who live there say they cannot wait for their lease to be up at the end of the year, and they're out. They're yeah. going to the oh, suburbs. really? It's that bad, huh? And you have – I mean, yeah. You have crime everywhere. You have homeless yeah. people all over the 
in oh, streets. Yeah. You crack heads all over the place. Yeah. Nobody needs that. Nobody no. needs to be living in those conditions no, 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 when no, that's true. you know you have the money to afford not to. Yeah. That's why we live in the suburbs. Yeah. Living in the city. I can oh, never no. do it. Oh no. And you know, obviously we all know about Baltimore. DC, Washington, DC had the largest mass shooting in America this year over the weekend. Didn't even register on the news scales. And you know why? Because it was black-on-black black crime. Oh. The only reason it did register on the news scales is because Muriel Bowser, the uh, the dictator of the District of Columbia, at least that's the way she views herself, was, was mad that they violated coronavirus protocol. Oh, Not about God. the fact that 21 people were shot, yeah. but the fact that they had a gathering over 25 people. Oh. That's, that's it's un-frickin' believable. Ridiculous. It's well, Lori Lightfoot's the same way. Apparently she was mad that there was some sunbathers near the uh, Chicago area. Oh, yeah. She was mad about the yeah. people on the beach. Oh, none of that. She drove there. I know. She I know. did a drive-by, and then, but apparently has, uh, you know, um, how do you put it? Little, little, you know, aloof when it comes to the, the, the shootings and these, these riots. And, uh, oh, when you ask her about it, very, very bitchy, for lack of oh, a better yeah. term. Very oh, bitchy. Yeah. Don't bait us. Yeah. Don't bait us. She's unbelievable. You're not, when you don't prosecute these people, they're going to f***ing do this stuff. Right. It's not that hard. Exactly. Broken windows. It works. The only people that, theory, that are the that only people that are prosecuting are the federal government. Yeah, it's pretty And they've, pretty I think, locked up now seven, 800 rioters, yes. which is pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, you need local law enforcement to yeah. be able to do their jobs. That's we, the problem. We, is, we might have to reopen Alcatraz. Yeah. <laughs> Just send them to Gitmo. Just send them the, Gitmo. The problem is... The local law enforcement officers have had their hands tied. Yeah, and they're also exhausted too. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, they've been dealing with this stuff for weeks. Well, imagine that you wake up every morning and you get yeah. ready to go to your job, yeah. in which you could be shot dead at any moment, and the yeah. people you're supposed to protect hate you. Oh. The government that's supposed to back you up hate does you. not back you up, and yeah. they also hate you. Yeah. And uh, you can't actually do your job for fear of retribution. Meanwhile, everybody around around you wants to kill you. Oh, and by the way, all your overtime hours are not being paid at overtime rates yeah. because the cities think that that's just you know yeah. normal. And they're also cutting the uh, yeah, or they're cut or they're actively cutting. The budgets, yeah, like uh, like the Blasio taking a billion dollars away, yeah, from the NYPD, and that you know you sure know that goes to overtime, that's and why, Seattle, that's why there's that flurry of retirements right, happening right now. Right in Seattle, with this department budget cut, they're going to lose dozens of officers. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they're cutting the SWAT team. Oh, the SWAT. I, I saw the the SWAT team, the mounted units, and the the navigation unit, which it, which handles the homeless people. Right? Yeah. They, they yeah. got rid of all those three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The mounted police. More so, the homeless people. Yeah, but more so, the importance is the SWAT team. Yeah, the SWAT team. Is What's gonna happen if you have a SWAT situation? Yeah. No SWAT team. No, that's okay. They're gonna have a social worker. Yeah. Yeah. Armed with AR-15s. Mm -hmm. Deal with the situation. Yeah, the Washington State Department of Social Services yeah. is gonna send. Uh, you know, some, yeah, I don't even want to say it. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're done with that. <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> I was going to say some uh, lazy-ass government worker to come down to the scene and deal with a violent situation yeah. with no tactical training and no, no firearms. And, you know, that's going to work out really well. That's really good. You know, they'll do that for about two months, and then the first time one of them gets killed, they'll be like, yeah. oh, maybe we should have just trusted the cops. Yeah, Oops. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Um, play, uh, was it? Win play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. 
Uh, staying on the legal front here, but switching yeah. gears a little bit, the Michael Flynn retrial starts today. Yes. The arguments have started today. Yes. Um, interestingly enough, though, it looks like the D.C. Circuit is concerned yes. over the judge's bias in the original case. And you wrote about this, yeah. so tell us. Yeah, so some of the – yeah, basically some of the, uh, the judges on the court basically have said uh, no in certain terms that, that – the Sullivan Judge Element Sullivan's legal team should be prepared to to address the the, the bias exhibited mm-hmm. by him in this case, and also he, the fact that he could be uh, disqualified from the case for merely filing this appeal. I believe mm-hmm. um, over at Red State Shipwrecked Crew had a really good post about this as well. Um, basically, because he filed an appeal, he's now. Uh, a nominal party, yes, and therefore yep. he has to be disqualified from the proceedings. Should it go back? Should it go back? Yeah. So, um, justice is going to happen yeah. to Michael Flynn. Justice will be done. It's just taking too long, uh, way too long. I mean, justice delayed is justice yeah, denied, is. but we will get it eventually. It and I'm sure you know we all know about the new DOJ memo uh, that exonerated Michael Flynn of being a Russian agent. Unfortunately, since that came so late, I don't believe that can be entered in as evidence in this appeals case. Right. But the good thing is that the backstop, we have yeah. a backstop yeah. because no matter what happens here, President Trump will take care of it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a shame that his name has been denigrated. He's yeah. had to go through this. The money cost, oh, the cost against God. his family. Yeah. But – at the end of the day, at least, we will have the president yeah. able to either pardon him or do whatever needs oh, to be done. I'm still hoping that it gets dismissed, yeah. and it should. And then, he but, hires, and then he hires him back. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, man, the liberals. Bring him bring him back in as the national yeah. security oh advisor for a God. second term. Be, oh, it. CNN, meltdown. Yep. Which and we, we also love. now know another story that you wrote on yeah. townhall.com. Mm-hmm. We now know why the FBI gave Donald Trump a fake briefing during the 2016 election. Tell us about that. Oh, uh, pretty simple, folks. It was to spy on him. It was to glean information about Russian collusion. We we all had we all had the suspicions. We all knew the allegations. We all pretty much you know thought that this happened. Mm-hmm. But now we have direct evidence at, from from FBI from declassified FBI files that said that yeah they set this up to try to glean information from 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 Donald Trump. So and remember, that was directed by Comey himself. Yes, directed by. So remember, oh, it's a. Uh, the FBI didn't spy on Donald Trump. That is insane, wacko, Infowars talk. Mm-hmm. No, it f-ing happened. It happened yeah. with, with Trump. It happened with Sam Clovis, with Carter Page, with George Papadopoulos. They had an intricate spy operation against this campaign. So, yep. um, you know, Crossfire Hurricane is, it's it mean, deep state to the nth degree now. I mean, mm-hmm. we all knew it was pretty deep state to begin with. But this is just, I mean, it's, it's worse than Watergate. Worse than Watergate. Yeah. Oh, it definitely. And, is I'm, and, I'm, and I'm pretty sure that not even, it's not just conservatives. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I I don't I don't subscribe to his newsletter, but Matt Taibbi mm-hmm. of Rolling Stone was like, yeah, when you when you get down to the nuts and bolts of it, this is pretty bad. Oh, definitely not worse. And you know, it's all being exposed that. now. And uh, as President Trump said yesterday, when asked about this, he said very clearly that they've been caught red-handed. Yeah. Which was encouraging to me. Yeah. He also named off a list of people. Which is all the players that you know struck Paige. Yeah. I love when he says uh, her lover. Her lover. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the most interesting thing that he said, which I think is a very apt description of this, is it was the greatest political crime ever committed. Yeah. 
And I think so. A sitting Democratic president used his Department of Justice to spy on the presidential campaign of his political rival. And not just the DOJ, the entire intelligence oh, so, yeah, community. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. The, let's not, the whole, let's not let Clapper and yeah, Brennan off the, the hook. Yeah, the whole IC was involved. I mean, I mean, I mean John Brennan, where the where, I mean, where the f is his, is his mm -hmm. grilling? Apparently, didn't you tell me, though, that no one gave him up, though? Correct. Yeah, yeah I, I think that yeah. the high-ranking people are going to escape because there's no smoking gun. Yeah. But I do think that a, a report, a final report, regardless of who gets indictments yeah. or may, I mean, you know, God forbid, there's no indictments. Yeah. Who knows? I do think that there will be a report, yeah, similar to the Mueller report that will lay out these people's complicity oh, in the this. dirty, the dirty laundry. Because and, remember, George Papadopoulos thought that that Azra Turk woman. So, mm -hmm. who was supposedly sent to coordinate the FBI's uh, spy operation against the Trump campaign proper, he felt that she was CIA, not yeah. FBI. So John Brennan. Well, mm. and, and Trump said it yesterday, yeah. you know, Joe Biden knew. Barack Obama knew. Yeah. Susan Rice took part in it, right? Oh, yeah. And it's interesting. Joe Biden was the one that brought up the Logan Act allegations. He was against Mike Flynn in yeah. that meeting. Mr. Oh, I didn't know Michael Flynn was being invested. Right. I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, he forgot because he's senile. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I honestly can't believe that with everything that we've found out now and how much Susan Rice's name has been invoked, yeah. that she very well could be the vice presidential pick. Oh. I, I mean, I, I'm all jitty, to quote Al Sharpton, yeah, 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 yeah. about the possibility of Susan Rice being the VP for us to attack. Oh, that, yes, in terms of... <laughs> the foreign policy ramifications of that it's too terrible to contemplate oh yeah of course of course i mean you have libya the, the whole thing yeah but she was i'm just talking about purely from a political standpoint it should rev us up yeah yeah you couldn't pick someone who would rev the gop base yeah. up more she's a known name yeah people know what she did and she's a known liar yeah you don't think that that cover your ass email is going to be running yeah. a tv cover ad ass emails she yeah. lied to all the sunday morning talk shows about why benghazi happened oh yeah she was the original benghazi liar and she led and she was one of the quarterbacks for the unmasking thing oh yeah she unmasked yeah. trump officials yeah yep why so, when when she was releasing all, all the oppo research on karen bass someone was like i think it might have been ben shapiro yeah. tweeted yeah uh she she unmasked karen bass worse than michael flynn yeah right <laughs> i mean i really i mean if they make this strategic misstep great for us yeah. great for us i mean it has to. the problem I mean, is they backed themselves they, into a they, well, they totally did i was about to say that they totally did. total I mean, disaster i mean i mean there there is a there actually is i would say a rich list of running mate material on the Democratic side. You, know, you have Gretchen Whitmer. You have Amy Klobuchar. But the yeah. problem is they disqualified all of them. Yeah, on race because they're white. On you race, can't have the whites. You know, be so. You know, Joe Biden's like you know. Like, yeah. Who are the real racists here? Exactly. And sexist, by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, has to for be... for him to pick solely based on race and sex is like yeah. peak Joe Bidenism. Well, hey, that's identity politics for you. And you have a great column up today, a VIP column on yeah. townhall.com about is there any race or ethnicity left that Joe Biden hasn't insulted? I can't think of any. And I, I think he's done. Maybe the Polish people have escaped Joe Biden's wrath. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a great piece and people should go check it out because Thanks. it's true. He yeah. he gets away with all this. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine if there was a tape of Trump saying – you can't go down yeah. to a Seven Eleven or a yeah. Dunkin' Donuts without a slight Indian yeah. accent to an Indian guy. Well, also, the, the Asian. Well, you know, the, the Asians, they all look alike, the Asians. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, what Joe Biden said he that. He inferred that. He yeah. didn't quite say it exactly like that, but pretty much to be said fair, that. Yeah. he pretty much did say and that. Then, but he definitely called a CBS news reporter, a black CBS news reporter, 
uh, asked if he was a junkie because mm-hmm. he asked about a co- about cognitive tests because he didn't mm-hmm. like the question. I mean that. Given, he called Obama the first articulate oh, yeah, black, black politician. Uh, yeah, that too. Given the left's woke agenda and this political correctness policing and what is what is canceled, material, cancel worthy and not cancel worthy, Joe Biden would have been canceled like you know fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. And I really any think, other Republican would have been destroyed by this for sure, for sure. And I really think that just the junkie thing, by oh, Trump would have been destroyed God. on for days. Oh yeah. Um, and I really think you know, like we talked about with Paris. The black enthusiasm for Joe Biden is low. It can't be good. I mean, it's Char- bad. Charlemagne the God of, and, of the Breakfast Club in New York, New York City Radio, right. big show there. Basically, it was like Joe Biden needs to shut that up. And there are and there are certainly black people who are staunch liberals that may and obviously won't vote for Trump, yeah. but they may stay home. Yeah, which is just as good as a vote for us, honestly. Yeah, because. But I also think, like we talked about, past, you're going to have major increased black and Hispanic support for President Trump. I think so, too. And it's showing in the Rasmussen yeah. poll, one of the only reliable polls out yeah. there. The polling has tightened up yeah. immensely. Well, we've had – I mean I know it didn't get much, much attention, but you know, we had another good jobs report in July. The yeah. economy is coming back. Mm-hmm. There is stabilization happening. And uh, you know, you just can't put – you know. I mean that's just that's just a gold mine in right. terms of in terms of reelection uh, you know capital. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, how how can you be excited for this guy? I mean, I, I think that well, that's one place that the the, the enthusiasm yeah. gap is so significant. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we've had enthusiasm gap this big yeah. in a couple elections. When Bernie was in there, it was a different story. But now that he's he's fallen away, I mean, if you're a Democrat, I mean, let's look, let, I mean, let's look at a, a 30,000 foot view here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, that was a pretty extensive field. So supposed up and comers in the party. Yeah. And they actually turned out to be no names who couldn't, you know, get past, you know, the, 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 the first or second stage. And then Joe Biden is doing what he's doing now. He hid in the basement. He took some hits to the mouth from Kamala and whatnot. But what did he do? He pretty much hid in the basement, and then he got the nomination because everyone was like, "Well, Bernie can't beat it, and all these people are no names, so I guess mm-hmm. I'll go with Biden." It's I, I don't think there's gonna be, I I, I don't see like Wayne County, Detroit, mm-hmm. where there was significant decrease in Democratic turnout for Hillary Clinton in 2016. I don't see that you know going bonkers for Biden in November. Right. You know what I'm and to say? I mean, it's obviously all very anecdotal, yeah. but I have seen many, many, many stories of people walking away from the Dems, yeah. especially black Americans. Yeah. And the the rioting, I think, has opened a lot of people's eyes. Yeah. Because yeah, they may not like Trump's demeanor, they may not like his style, but at the end of the day, these suburban white women yeah. are their, the safety of their family is the utmost priority. Absolutely. They don't want this into their neighborhoods. No. They don't want the rest of the country to become like these liberal-run cities. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm not above playing on the politics of fear. Yeah. I think it's scaring people. Yeah. It truly is scary when what this ha- country faces you if have, you lose. I mean, let's look at a city that, that, that has pretty much abolished the police, mm-hmm. I believe. Minneapolis. Yeah. When you have officials. And it hasn't gone into effect yet. It hasn't gone into effect The yet. crime rate there is already crime, up 300%. Yeah, it's through the roof. And, you know, of course, all the council members have private security, so they're safe. But for everybody else, when you have city officials telling people to be prepared to surrender their belongings to armed intruders mm-hmm. because there is no police. Oh, yeah. That was absurd. I mean that – I mean I know some people might be like, oh, OK, you know what? They're bo- – yeah, yeah, yeah. But when that is like – when that stamp of – that official stamp is on there, 
Mm-hmm. That's I think that's it hits. Oh, home. you want to carjack me? Oh, carjack. How about I shoot yeah. you in the face, yeah. not give yeah, you my right. car? Exactly. Are you kidding me? Okay, okay, folks. <laughs> when the armed person comes into your home and threatens your family, just be prepared to give away all Everything. your things. Yeah. The Democrats in 2020. Mm-hmm. I, I love there's a meme out there that's like the left says, uh, if you kill someone robbing your home, you care more about your belongings than a human life. And the meme is yeah. uh, Frank when he's on yes, the TV show with yes, the guns. Yeah. So anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny. And that's true. Yeah. I mean, listen, the, your God-given right is to defend yourself, your family, your property. Yeah. That's how it works in this country. Yeah. They want that to change because they're Marxists. Yeah. They're communists. Yeah. The, really, that's the heart of this entire it thing. Is. And we'll we'll talk more about that. But yeah. keeping it on law enforcement here real quick. Mm-hmm. So you wrote about this. Project yeah. Veritas. Uh, James O'Keefe at Project Veritas. We love him a lot. Yeah. Interestingly enough, over the weekend, he tried to buy a firearm. Mm-hmm. Only to find out that he was put onto the background check uh, band list yeah, as a convicted list. felon. Yeah. What exactly happened there? Well, but yeah, he tried to buy. I think he tried to buy a shotgun or something, mm-hmm. and the guy was like, "You're, you're, you, you've been denied. You're, you're, you're on the film list." And he's like, "What?" And then basically, the, I mean, now the cool thing is the the guys in the gun shop were big fans of his. So mm-hmm. like, I knew, I thought I recognized recognized mm-hmm. you. You're all, you're James O'Keefe. You're great. And then he's like, "I think you have a lawsuit on your hands." So yeah, yeah James O'Keefe is suing the FBI right now. I mean, are we really shocked that the FBI has? Mm-hmm. Another no, thing up no, after no. you know we should tr- totally no. trust them with these exactly. FISA spy warrants, right? Exactly. They can't even get the right James O'Keefe onto yeah. the background checklist. Yeah. And also, did you mean that that review? There's you know we reviewed all of our FISA spy warrants and only found out that Carter Page was the one that we screwed up on. Well, that's not good. <laughs> well, and then and then a and then a competing report came out yeah. that said that the FISA court reordered all of them to be reviewed and they found significant systemic oh, errors. And of course, that wasn't really reported. Oh, yeah, no, of course, but. It's uh, yeah. So anyway, James O'Keefe is being denied his Second Amendment rights uh, for no uh, other reason than he's a than he's a gifted conservative investigative reporter. And, yeah. And uh, I, I I hope he I think he'll win. I mean, I'm sure it's a case of mistaken identity, yeah. but those are based on social security numbers, oh, yeah. right? And this is going to so, take a while for him to get his ac- the access for him to, right. to buy guns back. And, right. I mean, these gun kit like this. I mean, it takes months, yep. if, if not years, right? I mean. It, 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 Courts don't like to really move right. stuff. It's slow. All right, so we got some quick hits here. Trump okay. signed an executive order last week banning TikTok and WeChat in 45 days, uh, which is clearly a major victory for the yeah. national security of the United States. TikTok is nothing but a Chinese – and WeChat is nothing but a Chinese spying it app. Is. yes. And yes. finally, President Trump is is really stepping up the fight against yeah. China. They're not happy about it yeah. very clearly. Well, he closed that consulate yeah. down in Houston, which was supposedly their spying headquarters here in the United States. Good. Um, so what are your thoughts on all that? I think it's about time. I mean we all talk about – I mean let's go beyond – back a bit. Even you know, intellectual property rights has, has always been a sticking issue with China. Well, this mm-hmm. is it. We're closing down the hubs. You know, we, we have, apparently we've not only this, we found Chinese operatives in all these research facilities and research oh, yeah. you know, colleges. All I mean, at the still, colleges. I mean, and everyone's like, well, what, how is China stealing our This is how it is. He has to shut it down. I, I heard uh, Trump was open to Microsoft buying TikTok. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, I think they will, um, which oh, will be good. interesting. That's good. I mean, yeah. I don't really give a because I don't use TikTok. Yeah, I don't use but, it either. But if nothing happens in 45 days, if there's no deal with yeah, Microsoft. Then it gets shut down. Shut down. It's um, about time. It's a spy. Yeah, it's a spy. You can't have that. On another front, the uh, Secretary of the Treasury, Steve Mnuchin, who's great, by the way, and I hope yeah. he sticks around for a second term, yeah. should we be blessed with winning a yes. second term. 
they are pushing the SEC to delist several major Chinese companies from the New York Stock Exchange, which Ooh. would be a devastating blow to China. Ooh. So that's another move there. And I really do think that should we win a second term, uh-huh. that the there will be war against China. Now, whether it's a hot war is to be determined, but there's certainly a cold war going already. Well, when you when you delist them from the stock exchange, they're going to raise tariffs on all of our goods. Right, and then we'll raise yeah. tariffs. So and it's going to be. And President Trump has already said that you know, all in retrospect here, he kind of wishes he hadn't made a deal with China. Yeah. Um, and they very well still could break off that deal, yeah. because China does nothing but cheat. They released the virus on the world, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean everyone should be mad about that. Yeah. Right, and I yeah. think that there's going to be a significant change in the world geopolitical dynamics on other countries hating on China too. Yeah. You see the UK has banned their main tech vendor Huawei from bringing in 5G yep. in addition to us that. and yeah. a lot of other countries. Yeah. I think there's a big groundswell of movement against China in that should President Trump be reelected, which is why China is fighting hard to beat him, by the way, according to the intelligence agencies, mm-hmm. should there be a, a second term, President Trump is going to be the leader of that movement and is really going to stick it to China like so. they've been deserving of for decades. Yeah. Another quick hit, the sudden shift in narrative on reopening of schools. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, Republicans have been in favor of reopening schools for weeks, perhaps months now. Yeah. But now New York is on board. Yeah, right? yeah. Cuomo and yeah. Schumer say, oh, yeah, let's reopen the schools because otherwise it's too devastating for the economy. We are si- Remember b- before, we are sending our kids to their deaths. Mm-hmm. Now the schools are going to be open. Yeah, interesting how that happens, right? I know, funny. Maybe it's because they looked at the polls and saw that 70% of parents want their schools to open. Yeah. President Trump is in the process of picking where he will deliver his acceptance speech for the Republican nomination. That'll Mm -hmm. be not the, uh, let's see, two Thursdays from now. So two weeks from this Thursday. And the two sites that are in consideration, one is Gettysburg, the other is the White House. Yeah. Now, Gettysburg is, I think, a great choice. Yeah. However, the left thinks that because he's going to Gettysburg, Trump is trying to send a dog whistle to the Confederates. Yeah, because Gettysburg was such a great Confederate victory. I know. It was only like the entire turning point of victory in the war for the North. Exactly. But, you know, don't let facts and history get in the way of leftists having a good talking point. Attorney General Barr over the weekend, or I think maybe Friday, was here in Virginia Mm -hmm. uh, because I believe he lives here in Virginia. Yeah. And he was heading home. But he happened to drive by a police precinct where there were Blue Lives Matter police supporters out in front. So the great man that Attorney General Barr is, he told the FBI detail to turn around, stop the car, and he got out of the car, thanked them for supporting law enforcement, uh, gave some elbow bumps and took some pictures. Yeah. And I think you know, that really just underlined— oh, It made those uh, pro-law enforcement pro, uh, demonstrators—it it made their day. You see the oh, it made their year. I—, I I think you did great in that hearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he said, you know, I just want to thank you guys for what you're doing out here. Yeah. Um, and But that's why Barr is such an effective AG. Yeah. Because not only is he of the old school thinking of that the Justice Department should have one standard of justice and should not be politicized. Yeah. But he also is a man of the people. He loves yeah. this country. Which is, Unlike Eric Holder. Exactly. Yeah, which is, by the way, this one standard of justice, which is what the, that he was trying to convey that with the Roger Stone sentencing. Yeah. Because they were trying to lock up Roger Stone for like, what, seven to nine years? Mm-hmm. Totally unprecedented. Well, you know, interestingly totally enough, we have Comey on the same crime lying to Congress yeah. because he very clearly did at this yeah. point. And we'll see if he's prosecuted. Yeah. I'm guessing not. Probably not. 
New Rasmussen poll out finds most voters think that Trump sides with the police and Democrats with the rioters. Ooh. Which means, the reason I bring this up, yeah. that means that our messaging is being very successful. Yes. I sense a new ad coming. I sense many ads coming yeah. from that. That is a that that is an ad gold mine right there. Law and order is going to be a huge part of this campaign. Yeah. It will be an even bigger part of this campaign should the coronavirus numbers continue to decrease. Yeah. Because let's not forget, in places like California, Arizona, Texas, Florida, the Sun Belt, where cases spiked and peaked at about seventy thousand yeah. per day yeah, two off. weeks ago, it's burned off. Has gone down by thirty three percent. It's burned off. It's done. So the Democrats find themselves in a very rough situation here because yeah. they've been essentially put all their chips into the coronavirus basket. Yeah. And should that fade from being the number one issue to just the number two issue, yeah, they're I'm in good. deep. And also when we, if, when, when we get a vaccine, mm-hmm. which I think will be soon, they're going to be so mad about that. I, oh, I, I, saw, I saw a company smoke tweet that. Dem's going to be so mad when there's a vaccine. Well, Russia has one, mm-hmm. whether it's effective or whether it's on the up and up. I gonna don't know. Give you a, because uh, they kind of <laughs> they kind of jumped through some hurdles over there. You know, Putin can do these things. <laughs> I think that might give you a little bit of the tism, as I like yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of the tism, you know, we had a lot of feed- – we had some feedback. Yeah, we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, let's not forget also Remdesivir, which yeah. President Trump pushed very hard and secured tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of doses for the American public, mm-hmm. has caused the death rate to plummet. Oh. The death rate of people under 70 years old is now down to 0.04%. Nice. Which is less than the seasonal flu. Yes. So there's a good – Yeah. I think there's going to be a massive overhaul and review about the whole – about the mortality rate, the conti- yeah. the, R, the R-naught number, everything. Because let me tell you, in, in Virginia alone – I saw the numbers last night. We have over 100,000 cases, right? Mm-hmm. But only about a little over 8,400 are in the hospital since the beginning of this thing, since March. And yeah. about a little over 2,200 have died. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to say that that's not tragic. It is, it's Obviously, it's horrible when anyone dies. But still in Virginia to this day, more people have died from the flu, I believe, this season than COVID. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's some, – some, something's up. Yeah. You know? I know. I, I, agree. I agree. We need, we need to review this because you know, we, I mean, in Florida, some, some of these testing locations aren't, aren't, aren't reporting the negative results, which very much degrade the positivity rates. Everything's all screwed up. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to say don't trust the data, but maybe like, you know, when the new iPhone comes out, go with that model. You know, just wait a couple weeks until all the bugs are out mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, circle back to it. So. Yep. And one of the last news items that we have here, a total smackdown. President Trump wrecked a liberal reporter who complained about the crowd size at his press conference at his golf course in Bedminster, New Jersey on Friday. Uh, dozens of onlookers, of course President Trump's fans at his golf club, gathered in the room as the president discussed a whole bunch of data and a whole bunch of other news, coronavirus, etc. But the burning question on top of one liberal reporter's mind was, why weren't the onlookers practicing social distancing? And President Trump had an absolutely epic response to that. Let's take a listen. This week, and just in this room, you have dozens of people who are not following the guidelines in New Jersey, which say you should not have... No, they don't have this a political activity. You're wrong on that because it's a political activity. They have exceptions, political activity, and it's also a peaceful protest. So when you have, and, and as you know, they asked if they could be. 
know, they, a number of, and to me, they look like they all have, pretty much all have masks on. But, uh, you know, you have an exclusion in the law. It says peaceful protest or political activity, right? In fact, specifically, yeah, it says exactly political activity or peaceful protest. And you could call it political activity, but I, I'd call it peaceful protest because they heard you were coming up and they know the news is fake. They understand it better than anybody. And they asked whether or not they asked whether or not they can be here. Like the question about Russia, he doesn't mention Iran was in the report. He doesn't mention or he mentions very late that China was in the report because that's the way they are. They're not if the press in this country were honest, it wasn't corrupt, if it wasn't fake, our country would be so much further ahead. But we're doing really great. Thank you all very much. Thank you very much. The guy is just a comedian. Yeah. I mean, he, he he's always on point with his one-liners. <laughs> just like the same yesterday. Do I look rattled? Do I look rattled? <laughs> yeah. Um, and we need a president with ice in his veins, and that's why we need to reelect President Trump. And the Trump campaign has a special offer just for you. President Trump really wants to give you a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat. He wants to make sure the lucky winner is one of his top supporters, so be sure to enter soon because this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. This offer is only going to a select group of supporters, and you're one of them. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to win a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat and own a piece of history. Again, that's TRIGGERED, T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D, to 88022 to enter to win this contest and join President Trump in the fight to keep America great for four more years. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. And so now let's jump into – we got a lot of emails yeah. from our people mm -hmm. about the vaccine. Very hot topic. So let's uh, let's go through and, and run through some of these that we got in. So let's jump into these emails. Uh, we got here uh, our man Sinks yep. coming back to us again. Says he would be first in line to take the corona vaccine. 72 years old, has a few medical issues, so what do I have to lose? We've heard that line before. Uh, said thanks and keep up the good work, Trump 2020. Hell yes, thanks, Trump 2020. Thanks for emailing us. Dennis says uh, that he will not take the vaccine, even though he has a low immune system. He's concerned about the speed of the vaccine onto the market, wants to know about the side effects. And, you know, that's definitely a, a well-founded concern. Yeah. And I think I'm right there with you, Dennis. Yeah. Evans says... He is absolutely am opposed to getting any va COVID vaccine simply because of the response to the virus itself. No longer has any trust in the public health system uh, and the elites and betters who decide they can dictate policy for our everyday lives. Constitution be damned. He's not anti-vax. Dad's a doctor and med school professor of almost 40 years and the mom's a nurse. Yeah. So that's an interesting take it is, too. It is. Because and it's not. Listen, I I, I feel the exact the exact same way. I, I'm going to be very skeptical about listening to these people ever again. Yeah, yeah. I they mean, certainly honestly, have. They uh, lied to us. They certainly have eroded credibility. Yeah, there's I mean, no doubt about that. You can that. make an argument that they lied to us. Yep. Or you know, I guess trial and error. When you don't know something, don't institute a policy that destroys people's livelihoods. Because mm -hmm. obviously, I think we 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 way overshot the mark with the response here. Yeah. Maybe 15, 20 days, you know, stop the spread. But this whole – this nonsense with the, okay, it's got another 60 days, another 30 days, that King Murphy and, uh, you know, yeah, Fraulein I, Whitmer up there has uh, – Yeah, has, don't get me started. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, so Renee says that she's in favor of getting a vaccine as long as it's not made in China. 
No way am I injecting anything from that horrible country into my body. She actually is one of the great Americans who buy American and will pay more for something made here or in Canada and Europe. Nice. Very difficult, though. Uh, shout out to Renee. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. Yep. Uh, Melissa is on the fence about the vaccine because it's being rushed through, you know, and they also have been telling us hydroxychloroquine is bad, even though it's not. She has a 10-year-old who is fully vaxxed and if had to do it all over again, would probably question it a little more and space it out. But has yeah. childhood asthma, which is something yeah. that's listed as a side effect of vaccines. Yeah. And shout out to her because she's been listening to us since last year and went and bought masks in January on nice. our recommendation. Nice. Well before this was a crisis because, of course, we talked about this from the beginning. It says, yeah. keep up the good work in MAGA from a single working mom in Texas. Very well, nice. thank you, Melissa. Thank you're, you. You're the kind of woman that makes the world go and around. You know her point is not – like I think sometimes that gets lumped into the anti-vax camp actually. Right. Right. The whole – we're not – we're not against vaccines. We're just questioning the scheduling. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think that's that's there, there's some valid scientific inquiry there. Oh, definitely. Because some, yeah. some of these schedules are, are nuts. These I kids mean, if are you're getting, getting like five, it, six shots at a time. It's, right. It's, it's, I was about to say, if you're getting five much. needles in a day, that's yeah, probably a bit much. Yeah, it's too much. I think we need to look into that. Yep. that that's, that that's, not, that's not correct. We have uh, Jennifer, who's a solid no on the vaccine. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's starting to believe that this entire thing was overblown from the beginning to stop Trump. And that's an interesting yeah. theory because oh, – I like that theory. <laughs> you know, these these numbers are coming out now that show these death rates. And obviously over 70 years old, the death rate is horrible. And yeah. we all know that. It's ravaged yeah. nursing homes yep. due to the derelict judgment yeah. of killer, some of the Northeast killer governors. Killer Cuomo. Killer Cuomo. But uh, yeah, I mean it's you know it's an interesting idea that at this point now that we have things a little more under control, they certainly are overplaying the card to get at us politically. I don't yeah. think that that's really in debate right now. And Natalie says, uh, thoughts on the vaccine? I'm not nor ever will be anti-vax. I'm all for vaccinations in general. However, I have to admit that I'm hesitant when thinking about getting the COVID-19 vaccine. She's currently living in Pennsylvania with her parents. Make sure to vote, all of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. so I, I know I need to be careful. But as Storm put it, I don't want to get the tism either. And then yeah. <laughs> I had to finish on that one because that just makes me laugh. Yeah. But, well, I mean, did you see the, the new thing that, that AP put out about the New York death count for, with COVID? Yeah. They only count deaths from resident residential nursing homes, not hospitals. Yeah, which doesn't make sense. What is yeah. going on up there? I know. Oh, I my know. God. So it could be even worse. It's unbelievable. Thanks to Killer Cuomo. Yep. Grim yep. Reaper. So, you know, it's yeah. – thank you all so much for all yeah, your emails. Thank you all. Of course, you can email us anytime. We any of your you thoughts on any of the shows, triggered at townhall.com. You can follow us on Twitter at TriggeredTHM. We will be back here on Thursday for another yeah. episode of Triggered. And we also – Town Hall is launching a new election podcast, name to be determined. I have to pick the name still. Um, which Town Hall first, Militia? God, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which the first episode will air on Friday. So be on the lookout for that. And I'll give you more details on Thursday as we get closer. The first episode will be hosted by Katie Pavlich, Ed Morrissey, and myself. And we're going to have a rotating guest, uh, rotating cast of guests on there. Matt's going to be in there. I don't know if I want to do it. Yeah, you're going to do it. And and we're going to have all of the big names from Town Hall Media included. So it really should be an exciting podcast. So we'll be back here on Thursday. And, of course, we'll be talking about the vice presidential pick because, I mean, if it's not out by then, they've got some serious problems. There, there's no VP. <laughs> yeah, there's just Biden no is VP. the running is, – is, he's both. He's the, he's the president and well, the VP. <laughs> I think this delay shows that there's significant infighting among yeah. who to pick because it is so vital who yeah. they pick because 
59% of Americans of likely voters yeah. think there's no way that Joe Biden makes it alive through the first term. Wow. Yeah, shocking. Wow. Exactly. We'll so leave you with that. Probably was, probably was Kamala. Yeah. And then, uh-huh. you know, the whole thing got leaked and then yep, yep. back to the drama. So, so we'll leave you with that for today. Yeah. We'll be back here on Thursday and hope you guys have an excellent week. Trump 2020. See you then. Bye.